0: I'm Pastor Brenda here, and today we are going to be talking about the topic of hearing God's voice, and I am so passionate about this message and about this topic, and I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I needed to hear the voice of God more than I have in 2020, this past year, and as we begin this new year of 2021— I can't think of anything else that we need more in this season and in this time than to be able to hear the voice of God for ourselves, to not be listening to it from a pastor or from another leader or looking for someone else to give us direction or lead our lives, but to actually hear God's voice for ourselves, for our own lives. We need that so badly right now. And so I want to talk today very practically about the kind of why and how of hearing God's voice. And we're going to end the message today with some very practical questions that you can ask yourself if you are wrestling with the decision or wrestling with, you know, am I hearing God's voice or is this just my own voice or another voice? And how you can actually very practically walk this out and apply it to your own life. And so I believe, and this is the premise of this whole message, is I believe that God does speak to his people. I believe he actually longs to speak to his people that he longs to speak to us. I believe there are things on God's heart that he wants to share with you. I believe that there's promises He wants you to carry. I believe that there are things He wants to speak over your life. Truth He wants to speak about your identity, about who He is. Things He wants to reveal to you about His character and nature and kingdom assignments that He has for you to carry into the world around you. But if we're not positioning ourselves to hear His voice, to listen to what He's saying, We're never going to be able to know his will and his purpose for our lives. We're never going to be able to walk that out and apply it and live it in our own lives if we're not first able to hear his voice, to tune in and listen to what he wants to speak to us. This is vitally important. I honestly believe that there are things on God's heart that he wants to share with you. But sometimes we're just not positioning ourselves to hear from him. So it's not a question if God speaks. That's not a question at all. He does speak. He has spoken to his people throughout history, from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. He is speaking constantly to his people, constantly revealing his heart to his people. And he wants to reveal his heart to you too. I believe that today, and I hope you believe it. And whether you have been listening to God's voice in your life for years, and this is just a good reminder for you, or if you're a new Christian or new to faith, or maybe you've been following God for a long time, but you've never actually stopped to consider the fact that he wants to speak to you, maybe this is a good practice to start at the beginning of this year. He's actually positioning yourself to hear from God. I believe he wants to speak to you. And so it's not a question of if, but we often get hung up on the why and the how. And so I want to dive into these, and and again, just very practically lay these out for us today. So I want to start by talking about how God speaks, how he speaks to us today, because it's different today than it was in the Old Testament. And if you go back and just read the Bible, we can maybe um, expect or anticipate things that are different from how God speaks to us today. So in the Old Testament, we have stories like the story of Moses and the burning bush, where God spoke to Moses in this spectacular way. We have prophets who were speaking God's word to the Israelite people. We have encounters like Moses on the mountain where God was like um, in fire and earthquake and all of these things. And the, the people were afraid to go up to the mountain and meet with him. They said, no, Moses, like you go and you tell us what God said because we're afraid to approach him. And we have the the almost like very famous story um, of Elijah when he was sort of on the mountain as well. And it says that there was the earthquake and there was wind and there was fire and God wasn't in any of those things, but he was in a still small voice. And we're gonna get to that in just a minute. But we see God speaking and leading his people in a variety of ways in the Old Testament. And the primary way that God spoke to his people in the Old Testament was external signs or the voice of someone else, like a prophet, coming into my life. And I'm afraid that sometimes today we still anticipate and expect that God wants to speak to us primarily in this way. Now, don't get me wrong. God still speaks through miracles. He still speaks to us through dreams and visions. He still speaks to us through pastors and prophets. He still does that. And he will still speak to us by things that we see, like in nature. I remember a story of a man who drove by a sign at the side of the road that said, God loves you. And he didn't know God, but that sign was there every day reminding him about the love of God. And when he finally came and gave his life to God, he remembered that sign when he needed it. And sometimes, you know, it's it's a bumper sticker. It's something that you come across in your day and you're like, wow, God's speaking to me through that. He will speak to us through external things. He sometimes speaks to people in an audible voice. I've never experienced that in my life. My mom did um, once or twice, I think, but I've never experienced that. And so I can't rely on those external things because they're not the way that God speaks to me in general. After the day of Pentecost, we the Holy Spirit was released for us and we have the opportunity to live under the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is how we now, in this dispensation of time, hear God's voice the most clearly, the most personally, and the most precisely for our lives. is through the promptings of the Holy Spirit that rise up internally not external things. So those still exist, and they still happen. But I feel like so often we want the burning bush kind of experience, right? We want God to sort of like hit us with lightning out of the sky and speak his word in an audible voice. But we forget that he is always gently prompting us from the inside out. So God's primary means of communication with mankind shifted on the day of Pentecost. And it shifted from external signs to internal quiet promptings. Now, I want to read a scripture for you. It's from Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27 say this. God said, I am going to give you a new heart. He's speaking to the Old Testament Israelites. And I am going to put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit within you and cause you to follow my statutes and carefully observe my ordinances. This is a moment of time where God was, was speaking through prophet to his people, saying there's coming a time when things are going to shift and change. We see prophecies of the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit all throughout the Old Testament where God was saying there's coming a time when things are going to shift and change. There's coming a time when you're going to know me from the inside out. There's coming a time when I'm going to change your hearts and every person will be able to know me. Every person will be able to hear my voice. Every person will be able to walk closely with me. It was God's desire and his heart to do this for us. And we live in the time when the Holy Spirit within us rises up, and gives us the voice of God for direction and for purpose in our lives. He still speaks to us today through those audible voices and outward signs, but he speaks mostly through a whisper. And I believe that, you know, the reason we want that sort of burning bush kind of experience is because it's unmistakable because we can't mess it up. We can't miss it. We want that kind of experience, because the promptings of our heart are a little harder to tune into and a little harder to understand sometimes. But it's like a relationship with anyone. It grows over time, and we can get more and more used to hearing those promptings, more and more used to what it feels like and and what it's like internally, right? In the Bible, it says that um, the Spirit resonates with us deep inside. And there's, um, you know, in Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus, there was two disciples who were walking with Jesus, and they didn't even recognize him until he kind of revealed himself to them. And then they said, didn't our hearts burn within us when he was talking about the scriptures? When he was speaking truth, when Jesus speaks truth and you hear it, your heart is going to burn within you. I actually feel that sometimes when I'm preparing a message and I get that moment where I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is God wants to say to his people today. It's like I can feel it in my heart. There's like a almost like a heat sensation that I feel inside of me. I have the same thing when I feel like I have a word of knowledge or a word of healing for someone, and I need to step out and do that. I sense it in my physical Body. And I believe that God's word, the way He speaks to us now, actually engages our senses and engages us internally. And it's because it's an experience of His love and an experience of His truth. It's not just knowing it like academic head knowledge, it's actually experiencing the truth and the love of God in our lives. You know, I grew up in church, and I often heard people say that they heard the voice of God, or God spoke to them about this or that, and I was always a little curious about it. And I kind of thought that the voice of God would be this big, booming, deep voice, like the James Earl Jones, right, Mufasa, it would be like this big voice, and I never heard that. But what I actually sort of missed was that God was talking to me. Whispering to me through those little internal promptings in my heart all along. And when I finally realized what it felt like and, and what it was like to hear his voice internally, I had to stop and acknowledge that he had been speaking to me all along. I just hadn't acknowledged and realized and perceived that it was him speaking to me. God is always speaking to his people. I believe he's speaking to you all of the time, that there's things on his heart he wants to reveal to you, but we have to position ourselves to be listening to receive it. I always wanted to hear big things from God when I had big decisions in my life. You know, should I marry this guy, Mark, who I married? Should I, you know, take this job? Should I go to this Bible school? There was big things that, big decisions that we face in life. And I always wanted God to show up in those big things and give me like super clear direction But what I realized is that I was missing him in the little things. I was missing him in the day-to-day conversations. I was missing him in the little promptings that he wanted to give to my heart. And sometimes when I was asking for a big thing, I felt like God was silent. I felt like I wasn't hearing anything because I was missing the little promptings and learning to recognize his voice all along the way. Jesus often withdrew from the crowds and went into places of quiet and solitude and stillness to be able to hear the voice of the Father, to realign himself with the heart of the Father, and to be able to walk back out into ministry, into giving and pouring into people out of a place of being filled by God, of hearing God the Father's voice and acting and speaking on what he had heard the Father say to him. And we need to be like Jesus and to be able to get into a place where we're still and can listen. Listen, our lives are chaotic, right? If you've got kids, you've got a busy life, you've got a job, you've got all this stuff going on, sometimes it's hard to still ourselves. And man, this past year has been the hardest year ever for me with you know the lockdown and then all of us In the same house, most of the time, it was really hard. It has been really hard to find quiet moments. So I get up early in the morning at least half an hour before everybody else gets up. So I have a little bit of time in the quiet where I can just still myself and listen to the voice of God and what he's speaking over my life for today because I need his voice every day. You do too, whether you're stopping to listen or not. You need his voice every day, not even for direction and and purpose and making decisions, but you just need to hear his voice, his love for you, his truth about your identity and who he has called you to be. You need to be reminded of that every single day. I believe that sometimes we miss how God speaks because we don't understand why God speaks. And God does not speak to us primarily for information and direction. And I think that's what we assume. We assume that he's like a bit of a sergeant with all these do's and don'ts and that... He wants to make decisions for us and actually, like, give us a list of, like, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And we kind of want that because it absolves us of responsibility if we could actually hear his voice tell us clearly, do this or do that. But I think what God prefers when he's speaking to us is revelation, not information. Now, he will give you information when you need it. But I believe that he would rather you know his heart and know his nature and character because it's been revealed to you in the quiet moments every single day. He would rather you know that so that you can apply it to your decision-making and actions throughout every single day. Not stopping and waiting for information to make this decision but actually knowing his heart and being able to step out in that. We often think about what we lost in the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. We often look at that story and we think about what we lost. But have you ever stopped to think about what God lost that day? He lost the connection and relationship with his created beings. He lost the relationship with mankind, and he has been seeking to redeem and restore that ever since. He has been seeking a relationship with the heart of man. He wants to speak to you like he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. I want to read another scripture for you. It's from Genesis 3, verse 5, and it says this. God knows... That when you eat it, your eyes will be opened. This is the serpent talking to Eve um, about the fruit that she was going to eat in the garden. So God knows when you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of it, and she ate it. This is the story of the fall of man. The deception that came over Adam and Eve was that they could actually know good from evil, that they could discern and have wisdom. But that wasn't the intended plan. The plan was that they would walk and talk with God every single day in relationship with him and that he would lead and guide their discernment-making process, that he would discern what was good and evil, that he would give them wisdom, not that they would have it on their own, but that we would be fully dependent on God's word for everything that we need. That was his intention in the garden, and I believe it's how he wants us to live now. He wants us to be fully dependent on him, on his word over our life every single day. That's why we need to be able to hear his voice. This is what we were created for, full and utter dependence on God, walking in a trusting relationship with our creator where he can freely speak into our lives to bring discernment and wisdom and knowledge in everything. There's no second guesses, no hesitation, no holding back, walking in just a free relationship with him, not living in a way where we trust our own hearts, our own discernment, what we want, our own desires, but actually fully dependent on him. God wants you to know him. That's why he speaks to us. Not so you can do a list of things he wants you to do or obey his commands necessarily. Yes, we need to obey when he speaks to us. But more than anything, he speaks to us so that we will know him. That we will have a revelation of his character and nature. And that we will grow to trust him. Jeremiah 24 7 says this. I'm going to read you two scriptures. This is the first one. I will give them a heart to know me to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God because they will return to me with all their heart. And then that's Old Testament. In the New Testament, in John 17, starting in verse 1, it says this. Jesus spoke these things, looked up into heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you since you gave him authority over all flesh so that he may give eternal life to everyone who you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. To know in both the Old Testament Hebrew and the New Testament Greek, this word to know God means to recognize and to perceive him through a personal experience. It's not about head knowledge. It's not about having more information about who God is. It's about having a personal experience with a living God who wants to speak into your life who wants you to know who he is, to recognize his character and nature, to see his goodness and his love in the world around you and to be able to perceive it and know it. That's what he wants for you. And that's why he wants to speak to you. When I was learning to hear God's voice, I would say it was very much like when I was learning to get to know my husband as a young you know, newly married woman. I got married to my husband when I was uh, 21, I think, maybe 22. (laughs) Um, I was just about to turn 22. And uh, it's funny that it's been so long, I can barely remember. Um, And I remember, you know, one of his first jobs, he worked late at night, and he would often come and go in the wee hours of the morning um, because he was driving truck at that time and just these strange hours. And I remember sometimes when he would come home and I would be all alone in the house and I would hear the door and the keys and his footsteps. I would panic. I'd be like, oh, someone's in the house. Oh my goodness. And you know, sometimes I, I'll be honest, I kept scissors beside my bed because I was like scared someone was going to break in. And then after I would listen for like a minute, my heart would start to calm down and I'd go, oh, I think that's just my husband. I think that's just Mark, like I hear him. Okay, now all these years later, I'm not good at math. I don't remember how many years, 26 or so it's been that we've been married. When he walks in the house, it is the most comforting sound to me. I know the sound of his shoes. I know the way he opens the door. I know the sound of how he handles his keys. And I know my husband is home. And it was the same when I was learning to hear God's voice. At first, I was scared. I was like, I think it's God's voice. I don't know. Maybe it is. I think it is. Maybe I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think it is, (laughs) right? I was nervous about it. But after I listened and I learned to understand and perceive his voice, it became so comforting and peaceful. And you may be in a place where You know, you're just learning to hear his voice. And sometimes you're like, I think God spoke to me. I need to be obedient. I need to do this or that. Just relax. Can I say just relax and listen to what he's really trying to tell you. What is he trying to reveal about himself? What is he trying to show you about himself? God wants to be known. He wants you to know him. And I believe he wants you to know his heart for you, his goodness for you, his love for you, his compassion for people. He wants you to know that his nature is good. He wants you to know all of these things so that when you walk out into your day and you have difficult decisions to make and you have things you need to go, you need to do this, you need to pick up the kids, you need to do all of these things that you can actually just walk confidently in the knowledge of God. Walk confidently into the things he's calling you into, knowing his heart for you, knowing his heart for mankind and humanity, knowing what he would want you to do in any given circumstance. So you're not always coming back to him just for information and guidance and instructions, but that you actually know his heart so that you can walk out and be his hands and feet in the world. I need that realignment in my life every single day, every morning, Like I said, I get up and I listen quietly. God, what do you need to speak to me today? What do I need to know before I step out into this day? Before I talk to people, before I go into meetings, before I try to help anybody, can you speak to me? I need that every day. The voice of God is so important. And I think I'm actually a little bit annoying to be with. I'm going to be honest. Because any of you who have ever sat with me for any period of time know that I am really quick at this point in my life to point out lies when I hear them. And I'll stop you dead in your tracks and I'll be like, you know that's a lie, right? You know that's the voice of shame. You know that's the voice of the enemy. God would never say that about you. I'll stop people. I know it's kind of annoying probably, but I can't. There's something inside of me that when I hear people speaking lies about themselves, speaking what what would be the voice of the enemy over their lives, I can't help it. It's like, I know God's heart for you. He loves you. He would never say that about you. And I have to stop them and like correct it and say, you need to know God's truth for your life. And I'll do the reverse. If you ever actually say, you know, I think I can do this, or like a statement of faith, I would be like, yes, you can. I'll encourage you in that. Because I know God's heart. Because I've spent the time listening to his voice. We have to be really clear, especially in this day and age, about knowing the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. So the voice of God is always going to bring encouragement and peace. It's always going to lead us towards our calling and purpose. His voice is always life-giving. It's going to grow us and mature us in our faith. It's going to inspire us. It's going to help us walk in love. It's going to deepen our trust and relationship with God. And it's always going to be truth that lines up with his word The voice of the enemy is the voice of shame and condemnation. It's a voice of chaos and confusion. If you feel confused about your circumstance or about what it is you need to decide in this situation that you're walking through, it's not the voice of God. His voice brings peace, not chaos and confusion. The voice of the enemy will bring destruction and fear. It is lies. It pulls us away from our purpose and our calling, and it will stunt our growth if we listen to it. We need to discern the voice of God and we need to know how to perceive his voice in our world today. The longer you walk with God, the easier it will be for you to pick up on good and evil. The easier it will be for you to discern and have wisdom in any given situation because you're carrying the heart of God and the things that he has downloaded to you in the times when he speaks to you. And that is how he wants us to live. That's how he wants us to walk. God's heart for you is that you would know him, that you would know him so deeply and so intimately that you can walk in this world with a confidence that you carry the heart of God and the truth of his word with you. Now, here are some practical questions that you can ask yourself if you're facing a decision right now, if you're facing a crossroads in your life If you're wondering what God's will is for a certain part of your life, I wanna give you some practical questions. I hope you have a pen and paper that you can write these down or pull out the notes on your phone, because this is like, to me, super important. And this is a list of questions that I go through myself if I ever have to stop and go, God, where are you in this? What is your will for this situation? These are the questions I ask. The first one, is it confirmed by his word? God's Spirit, when he prompts us and speaks to us, will never, ever, ever contradict his word. It actually takes his word and makes it alive and fresh for us so that we can live it out and apply it to our lives. So it has to be confirmed by his word. Is it consistent with his character? Is it good? Is it kind? Is it gentle? Is it loving? Is it consistent with the character and nature Of God, because the Spirit, once again, is never going to speak something to us that is inconsistent with God's character and nature. Those are the two big ones that we can lean on to know if we're hearing the voice of God. Here's a few other questions that I ask myself Does it bring peace with God and others? If He's asking you to forgive, if He's asking you to reconcile a relationship, if He's asking you to do something, it may be hard. You may not want to do it, but the voice of God will always bring peace to your relationships and peace with God. Will it stretch my faith? Again, that could be really uncomfortable depending on what God is asking you to do. But if it's going to stretch your faith and teach you to lean on and trust God more, it's probably his voice for your life. Will it cause me to trust God more? If the answer is yes, then it's probably his voice. Will it deepen my relationship with him? And will it build his kingdom? Those are the questions that I ask myself whenever I'm faced with something and I'm not sure what to do. This is what God's voice sounds like for us. It's always inspiring, always challenging, always encouraging. And it always, always, always reveals his nature and character and his word. It'll breathe life into his word and make you actually be able to apply it and live it. That's what his voice sounds like. I want to pray for you at the end of this message. And I just believe that there are things God wants to speak to you. I believe there's people watching today who may have some very specific things they need God to speak about in their life. I think there's all of us in this season of life have things we need to hear God's wisdom and just know his heart for. And so I'm going to pray. As I do, I want you to just open yourself up to hear from God. I believe he can speak to you right now, wherever you are. There's, It doesn't matter, time, space, whatever. God can speak. He is present with you where you are right now, whether you're in your kitchen or your living room or you're watching on your laptop in your bedroom. Wherever you are, God is with you right now. And I believe he wants to speak a personal and precise word to your life. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you, God, that wherever we are, you are with us right now. I pray over every person under the sound of my voice at this moment that you would speak a word of truth over their life, that you would remind them of who you have called them to be, that you would speak a truth about your character and nature, about your love for them, about Who is the identity and who you have called us to be, the things you have called us to step into, your kingdom purposes in our life, speak words of peace and restoration. God, speak words we need to hear today. And would you prompt us to set aside that time for stillness and quietness in our life, time to listen. Time to allow you to speak to us every single day. God, we want to know your voice. We want be, to be able to perceive good and evil in our world. We want to be able to perceive your wisdom. So God, we ask you to speak. And I just, I just believe that as we position ourselves and listen, God will speak. We thank you for all of this. We thank you for who you are and everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen.